impeachment story that's not really about impeachment is how, um, if you watch Fox, you might get a story about how Iran is increasing in their ability to try to get a nuclear weapon, mm-hmm. which is a problem, and maybe you blame Trump for the deal and all that sort of stuff, but it's it's a big story. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, the tariff war that's still going on with China, which is maybe the biggest story on the planet for the long term, us versus China. You don't get those stories on the Trump-hating networks. They're all impeachment all the time. Now, uh, critics would argue probably that Fox is doing that to not cover the impeachment stuff that looks bad for their president. Mm -hmm. But those stories are huge and exist. The fact that our news outlets, to the extent they are our news outlets, I don't get my news from cable news. They're news-otainment. But, uh, you know, you got several giant cable outlets. The only story that exists on the planet is the impeachment of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. All day long, 24 hours a day. Yeah. Major economic world-changing event like the U.S. versus China. I ain't got time for that. Yeah, yeah. That's something. We were talking about the OK Boomer blast, the sarcastic uh, enjoyer of the young. And it strikes me that if you're still going to ABC, NBC, CBS, or the cable channels for your news, for like good, solid reporting and and unbiased information. It's as if you're showing up at the Radio Shack in Sears and Roebuck to buy a pair of shoes or batteries. I mean, that just that doesn't exist anymore. It's not what it used to be. You have to find new sources for your news. The old tired ones are they're dead. They're so wildly biased and uh, so prostituting themselves for ratings and money that you just you're wasting your time on them. Yeah, I don't have many sources. And, and Marshall will have more on that at the bottom of the hour. I don't have many sources that I feel like I can go to to get the whole story. I've got several that I go to to get. I, I know I'm going to get this half from this person and this half from this person. Maybe I can try to put them together in my own head. Right. Which right. makes it difficult. Yeah. A couple of things we'll get to later this hour. These are great teases. Turns out, according to a study, when sex is on our minds, lying comes naturally. What? So people like are less than honest to get sex? It would appear so, Joe. Uh, that's shocking. Also, even, even on the internet? <laughs> also, robocalls are winning the war against humans. Everybody who has a phone knows Here. that. Yeah, no kidding. Very I've given annoying. up. I've, I've withdrawn my forces. I just don't answer my phone. Yeah. It's, it's hardly a phone at all. And I hate to, because every call I've ever had was a perfect phone call. <laughs> a really? perfect phone call. I, I, but now sure I can't answer perfect. the phone anymore. No. <laughs> uh, this article... Uh, Stop trying to raise successful kids, um, which has got a bunch of interesting stuff in it, aside from just the the title here. If you survey American parents about what they want for their kids, more than 90% say one of their top priorities is that their children be caring. Eh, Well, for my wife and I, we want nice kids. Yeah, absolutely. Kindness. But when you ask your children what their parents want for them, 81% say their parents want value, uh, value achievement and their parents value achievement and happiness over caring. So children aren't getting that message somehow. They feel like and happiness. Okay, interesting. Um, you know, I guess that'd be the emphasis on sports, school, whatever that you're trying to uh, convince them to do good at. Kids learn what's important to adults not by listening to what we say, by noticing what gets our attention. Um. And in many developed societies, parents now pay more attention to individual achievement and happiness than anything else. 
Perhaps we shouldn't be surprised then that kindness appears to be in decline. I had not heard this before. A rigorous analysis of annual surveys of American college students showed a substantial drop from 1979 to 2009 in empathy and in imagining the perspective of others. Sure, of course. You're not surprised There's by this? There's much less interaction. You get empathy through interaction. Over the, this... it's, it's, it's absolutely some of the simplest and wisest wisdom that's ever been shared. The way to combat uh, uh, racism is to introduce somebody to a, a nice black person, for instance. The way to get over uh, not liking gay people is to work with somebody. I mean, it's just empathy or contact equals empathy, in my opinion. And you think college students are getting less? Elementary, middle school, high school, and college students, and graduates. Um, over this period, students grew less likely to feel concern for people less fortunate than themselves and less bothered by seeing others treated unfairly. That's interesting. It's not that people care less. They seem to be helping less, too. In one experiment, a sociologist scattered thousands of what appeared to be lost letters in dozens of American cities in 2001 and then did it again in 2011, 10 years later. From the first round to the second round, the proportion of letters that was picked up by a helpful passerby and put in a mailbox declined by 10%. Psychologists find that kids born after 1995, uh, this is the part I found most interesting, psychologists find that kids born after 1995 are just as likely as their predecessors to believe that other people experiencing difficulty should be helped, but they feel less personal responsibility to take action themselves. For example, they are less likely to donate to charity or even to express an interest in doing so. That would be kind of the whole hashtag thing, right, I guess? Uh, yeah, I think it's related. You, you do something like that and feel like you've actually helped instead right. of actually helping? I'm totally enlightened. I found that interesting. Uh, skipping ahead, historically, families and schools encouraged girls to be kind and caring and boys to be strong and ambitious. That's what they claim here. Yes. Today, parents and teachers are rightly investing more time and energy in nurturing confidence and leadership in girls. Unfortunately, there isn't the same momentum around developing generosity and helpfulness in boys. The result is less attention to caring across the board. Hmm. Mm, I think the cart's getting a little ahead of the horse there in that they're talking about schools teaching values. I see uh, problem number one there being a further... Uh, eroding of the importance of the family is the bedrock unit of society. And not going Secondly, to church. I went to another day of school my yeah. whole life. Yeah. It was called Sunday school on Sundays, and you got into a whole lot of that uh, caring part. Secondly, to go back to my uh, theory of 90 seconds ago, you didn't need your high school teacher to tell you to whiz on your friend if they're on fire if you had so many interactions with humanity that you had gained empathy through human experience. I don't need a government official explaining morality to me unless I've spent my life in a, a, a crumbling home staring at my smartphone or screens. But what are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know if that was a particularly good example. A kind of classic metaphor. I, 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 I wouldn't whiz on if they're on fire. I was taught stop, dop, and roll, not right. would somebody please urinate on me. Who's, who's had a lot of water? Who needs so, to pee? So now you're a firefighter. <laughs> okay, whatever, man. What are you, a park ranger now? <laughs> whatever, man. Okay, boomer. <laughs> Kids with their sensitive antennae pick up on all this. They see their peers being celebrated primarily for grades they get and their goals that they score. Or and the not size for, of their boobs on, on the internet. And not for the generosity they show. 
Okay. Right. Um, or not right. I don't know. <laughs> the whole oh, super achiever thing mm-hmm. is another aspect of modern society that's tied to the giant bloated uh, university scam that uh, you have to be a super achiever to have a chance to get into the great schools unless you're you know in a minority group or, or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I can see... There are specific incentives. It makes sense for kids to be obsessive about achievement if they're completely convinced that going to the so-called elite universities is the only way to be successful. So we've bred that into our kids as well. Well, I'm not teaching my kids that. But, um, uh, yes, Sean? Uh, Anecdotally, the the author shared an interesting piece where they changed their dinner table conversations because they noticed that they were asking stuff like, did your team win? How did you do on your test today? Did you turn in your homework? And started asking questions like, did you help anybody out today? Were you, mm-hmm. were you nice to somebody? Mm-hmm. And initially there was the classic kids, well, I don't know, I forgot, blah, blah, blah. But after repeated questions of that, they started to have fully formed answers to it and started seeking out ways to, oh, no, I found a way to help Johnny today at recess when he couldn't climb the monkey bars or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I like that. I just, you know, and I don't know how other people run their uh, their their households and their families. I, I think we spend a lot of time on being nice and being kind and all that sort of stuff. And I, I, my concern would be having a kid who is very nice that can't do simple math. <laughs> yeah. If I don't really focus on the how did the math balance, test go today. Friends, balance. How did the math test go today? We got to get that score up a little bit. Dinner table in my family as we were raising our kids, I usually asked kids, did you find a way for daddy to reduce his tax burden today? <laughs> do you have any thoughts, any ideas? <laughs> I love doing that with kids, though. Like on a Sunday night, what was the best thing that happened this weekend? You know, that sort of stuff. It's always just interesting to hear what their answers are. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's disappointing. Yep. <laughs> that, candy, that, can, that candy bar I had, I thought it would be the time you and I spent together. Never mind. No, it's the, can- <laughs> it's the candy bar, Dad. We we did we did best and worst thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Fair amount. Um, my household. It's very radio DJ. Uh, my household, because of the way things uh, are, uh, been staying away from the worst thing because it, it's often just. It's just been, silently pointing across the table. <laughs> no, well, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's been I'm, stressful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst thing was my, uh, the, you know, my my infusion that I had all day long Monday and Tuesday. Just right. you know that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Or, Although yeah. it does get you a chance to talk it out. But, yep. You know, I, I'd imagine there's a fair amount of talking things. Oh, jeez. Anyway, so. Yeah. Um, uh, I had one more point to make on the whole. Uh, oh, one. Well, this is kind of this may, really makes me sound like a boomer because this makes me sound like I've uh, uh, gone into that age where you know the world's going to hell, kids today, that whole thing. Mm. But I really wonder where this is all going. Where the very statistics that show way more people get straight A's than used to. I mean, it's just a completely different world sure. in like in like junior high, high school. Yeah, and then the same in college. Yeah, yet they're actually learning less. Correct. I just I wonder where that ends up. Where you have a whole bunch of straight A students. They've been straight A students, more or less, from age 13 through 22, mm-hmm. but they don't know more than anybody else did in previous generations. Right. What, what does that do to us? You know, it's funny. I had uh, my reaction that's very similar to some of the political news overnight of Virginia going uh, mostly blue for the first time in 25 years. These things almost always correct themselves. I mean, unless you end up with a, a truly despotic government, but... 
that can't be sustained. I mean, the Democrats are in charge in Virginia now. They'll reap what they sow. We'll see how well they do. They'll probably do poorly because governments always do. And, you know, five years from now or 25 years from now, the Republicans will be taking over. And, you know, what the hell do I care anyway? Um, <laughs> the university thing, the the school thing, the great inflation, the, the, the federal money flooding in, the debt, the phoniness of it, the professors teaching less, the kids going to school less, the, just the whole scam of it can't possibly sustain itself. No, it no, will can't. collapse of its own weight. And it's so to my mind it's self-correcting. It's screwing itself. Now, it'll victimize a hell of a lot of people between now and whenever the major reform happens, and that makes me a little sad, yeah. but it's unsustainable. It's so stupid. It's hard to imagine how it exists, much less, you know, how it's going to continue to exist for another however long. People are willing to lie for sex, Joe. That's a troubling headline we've Great come across. Scott. We'll get into that at some point. It's just <sighs> You thought people were better than that. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Strong and Getty Show. Matthew McConaughey just turned 50. He joined Instagram. That makes sense. Instagram is the only place where men get older, but women stay the same age. <laughs> a classic Matthew McConaughey line for me. Classic movie. Tased and Confused is a great movie. <laughs> Great thing about high school girls is I get older and they stay the same age, which is a sick notion. Oh, boy. But uh, that's the line, I think. Um, got a couple of different things. I just, I was in the, I went, went and got, uh, heated up my coffee. You got CNN on in there. CNN's on in there. Middle of the road. And oh, the, boy. And they're, and they're breaking down Kentucky county by county. Honest to God, people, if you are sitting there and you don't live in Kentucky, even if you live in Kentucky, that's too granular. But if you live in another state and you're looking at a county by county breakdown of the governor race in Kentucky last night, change your life. I feel sad for you. You're wasting these few hours you get on the planet. Yeah, or find you? something else to do. Find someone to love. A charity. Something. Learn to play an instrument. The R- oboe. Rob a liquor store. Oh, geez, anything. <laughs> And one other political note on impeachment. This is worth mentioning. So here's something I guarantee you Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer know. Guarantee you they know it. Favorite sax solo? Clarence Clemens, not freaking boarding or on Jungle Land. Great sax. Clarence Clemens Jungle Land, you say? Well, it's on the Bruce Springsteen song Jungle Land. Yeah. It's fabulous. My favorite. You're saying, uh, Jack? Here's something something a lot of your smart Democrats know about impeachment. Your swing states, the very states that made Donald Trump president instead of Hillary Clinton, that are so crucial to winning the next presidential election, majority oppose impeachment and removal in Florida, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, North Carolina, and Arizona. All the key states have majority, over 50% oppose. Mm -hmm. That's different than the national numbers, where the national numbers, you got around 50%, and then it's 40-something oppose. These are the states where they need the the most, and they're the least likely to like this idea of impeachment. 
What are you going to do with that as a Democrat but say, this is a bad idea? It strikes me over and over again now, and, and I'm a, a halfwit at best, and I should have come to this conclusion a long time ago, but virtually every national statistic you see is overwhelmingly the coasts. Swing the progressive way. Where Trump's going to lose anyway. Right. That's decided on every issue. And then it's the rest of the country where where it's much more even or nuanced or, or weighted the other way. So, you know, Americans are 51 to uh, 48 in favor of impeachment. Well, yeah, that's because it's 78 to 6 in uh, Cal Unicornia and in Washington State and Oregon and, and, and Massachusetts. And then the, the other way in the rest of the country. I didn't get to this. But, uh, they, but Nancy and company have to appease their core, so they're going through the motions. Still haven't gotten to this study that it turns out that people are willing to lie for sex. Mm. And beg. <laughs> and pay sometimes. <laughs> write a check. Don't write a check. No. That seems like a bad it's a, idea. It's a cash transaction. People. Didn't somebody, didn't, who, somebody did that? Robert Kraft? No, somebody it did was... that. Some famous person that got caught with the... Why do I want to say... Somebody wrote a check. Do you remember Springer, the Springer, but that wrote sounds wrong. Wrote a check wrong. for a prostitute. Oh, no! I think you're thinking of uh, Jussie Smollett, who wrote a check oh, to the Nine right. Brothers, right. Right. which is just as stupid, yeah. maybe even stupider, because that's a bigger crime. There was a time in my life I'd uh, go ahead and lie to me for sex, or uh, or tell me the truth for sex, or you know, <laughs> recite limericks for sex. I, I'm willing to have sex with you. Adopt a fake accent, <laughs> right, guys? That's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Al Bombshell Report, ABC Spike's story on Jeffrey Epstein. That sparks a lot of suspicions. And if you fly, do not drink the water. On planes, you can't drink the water? Yep. Okay. But first, I would like to open this evening with a breathless update on how some obscure diplomat you've never heard of said something forgettable to an even more obscure Ukrainian government official about a topic that has literally nothing to do with your life or the future of our country. Then we're going to drone on about this non-story for the entire hour tonight and every night this week, hoping that by sheer volume and repetition, we can give it the illusion of relevance. Hope you find it edifying. That's Tucker Carlson mocking cable impeachment coverage. That's some butcher cut sarcasm right there. That's thick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thick. Fatty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. We don't have some of that right now for you. We've got the news with Marsha Phillips. Well, we've been talking about a leaked video that shows ABC News anchor Amy Robach slamming her own network for allegedly sitting on a Jeffrey Epstein story she did three years ago. She's betting the colleagues at network executives refused to air an interview she did with Epstein accuser Virginia Jafra. And now it's all coming out, and it's like these new revelations, and I freaking had all of it. I'm so pissed right now. Like, every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh, my God. We... It was um, what, what we had was unreal. Jeffrey claims that Epstein used her as a sex slave and trafficked her to his powerful friends, including Britain's Prince Andrew, and that Jeffrey had evidence on Clinton's connection to Epstein. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. 
Clinton. We have everything. Now the- I'm not sure I need the heartbeat in the background yeah. to make this story work for me. But she's saying, saying yeah. similar to what Ronan Farrow was saying in NBC, I got the whole story. I, Ronan, I do this for a living and have for a long time, and it was rock solid. Well, and Ronan Farrow was so right, he won a Pulitzer Prize with yep. the same story that NBC said, you don't have a story. So this woman at ABC is saying the same thing, and Good Morning America said, nah, I'm not really interested. Now the claim that ABC News quashed the story is drawing scrutiny on the controversy's possible ties to its own star anchor, George Stephanopoulos. He is, of course, chief anchor of Good Morning America and the Sunday program this week who oversees the network's political coverage. And he's got deep ties to the Clintons. Before he became the face of ABC News, he made a name for himself as a senior advisor to President Clinton back in the 90s. And ahead of the 2016 election, he pulled out of moderating debates after his $75,000 donation to the Clinton Foundation drew a round of criticism. This just stinks. It's it's useful, though. It's helpful to know who you're dealing with. And that's a couple of networks, NBC and, and ABC, and who knows, maybe CBS next week, that will quash a solid story of child rape and abuse uh, or, or, or just good old-fashioned adult rape, bullying, horrific workplace abuse in the case of Harvey Weinstein. They will crush those stories and silence the people who did them if their powerful buddies are involved or, or if there's enough money involved. They will do the wrong thing for a handful of different well, reasons. Well, her specifically saying it might have jeopardized our opportunity to interview Prince Harry and his wife. Right. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. You're going to let a child rapist go free so you can yeah. interview Kate Middleton. Wow! Robach, by the way, has now walked back the comments made in the video saying, as a journalist, as the Epstein story continued to unfold last summer, I was caught up in a private moment of frustration. Robach saying, I was upset an important interview I had conducted didn't air because we could not obtain sufficient corroborating evidence to meet ABC's editorial standards about her allegations. Well, then they're off the hook then. Yeah. I mean, if she's the only witness they've got, and she's going to say, no, no, further reflection, I didn't have enough information. Ronan's the opposite. He's saying, I had everything. Point I made earlier, uh, with the help of David Harsanyi of the National Review, during the Kavanaugh thing, ABC had the wackadoo accusers and their wackadoo now jailed attorney Michael Avenatti on practically all day long, repeating the most ridiculous uncorroborated allegations and vicious smears they could find with zero standards. Avenatti was practically an employee through that whole thing. But no, they, they just didn't have uh, quite enough on, uh, on Epstein. So, we, you know, we're responsible journalists here. That is a joke. Yeah, and one is consequential and one's not. So you get the one wrong about a Supreme Court justice, you know, you could change history. You're slightly wrong about Epstein. Who cares? Or you lose your right. access to Prince Andrew? Seriously? Yeah, that's that's pretty weird. It's brutal. Are, are you done with that story? Yeah. Okay, uh, we just these headlines are coming in on impeachment. Uh, Adam Schiff has announced the first public hearing, hearings in the impeachment inquiry will be next Wednesday. So they're going to go public Wednesday. Okay. Now, oh, if that's I, exciting. If I yeah. understand correctly, they only have three days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Right. Then they go on a multi-week Thanksgiving break there in Congress. Right. So interesting way to go about it. I, 
in terms of building momentum or, or whatever, I don't know. But. Well, yeah, the momentum of more obscure diplomats saying, it looked like a quid pro quo to me, quid pro pro quo to me. And another one said, ah, it was kind of a quid pro quo, but I don't know. And then another one saying, well, sort of, yeah. And the, Oh, please, spare me. Got a new study out that found that water in most uh, major airlines, on most major airlines, is not safe to drink, let alone wash your hands in. The 20 oh, wait a minute. Not that's, safe to wash your hands yes. in? I didn't know there was such a thing. That's uh, that's funny. Everybody does that backwards now, the let alone thing. That's backwards. It's the, it's a, the never mind. But So you shouldn't even wash your hands with it? Nope. The 20, wait, pee on them? You can just wash your hands in a toilet bowl. What's wrong with this water? The 2019 Airline Water Study from Hunter College evaluated 23 airlines by the quality of water provided on board the flights they used 10 criteria, including levels of uh, coliform bacteria and E. coli, and gave each one a water health score on a 0 to 5 scale. JetBlue and Spirit Airlines performed the worst. They got a score of 1. Alaska Hawaiian Airlines performed the best, scoring a 3. The authors of the study, again, this is from Hunter College, urge people to avoid possible illness, never drink any water on board, not in a sealed bot- bottle, and avoid their coffee or tea. So are you... I Yeah, it's interesting. So I'm drinking coffee on the plane, and they're making it with the water yeah. they've got on the plane. Right. Um, uh, and they're saying you're better off going to the bathroom and not washing your hands. Yep, they're saying you when you uh, travel, just carry a bottle of hand sanitizer with you. And hmm. Use that instead of washing your hands in the sink. Less than three ounces, so they don't think you're in Al-Qaeda. <laughs> there you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. A germaphobe in Al-Qaeda. Hunter College. I actually looked it up. It's a tiny little college in New York City. Doesn't mean they're wrong? No. They went no. to the trouble of, you know, looking into the quality of all this water. For doing God's 50, work. Yeah. 52% graduation rate. Mm. That means they're tough. That means they're tough. Yeah, maybe. So I've got a little graph here from USA Today on workplace boundaries. Yeah. Might be worth to know, worth knowing if you're uh, at work today or headed to work. I'm going to stand really close to you while you read that. <laughs> Things that people hate in the workplace. 31% think their coworkers use too much profanity. Blank and A. Uh, 32% talk too much about romantic relationships. They say that's a problem with them. Hmm. I suppose if you go on and on, I don't want to hear about it. You know, uh, a wise man, a strange man, but a wise man once told us, ask men and women about their jobs, how they like them. Men will, in general, talk about how much money they're making, how their accounts are going, etc. Women will generally describe their relationships. The people there. On the job. The people there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you like your job? And those answers will be very different. Um, so among guys, do you think the number one complaint is too much talk about uh, romantic relationships? No. No freaking way. <laughs> I said, hey, Esther. That's right. 39% <laughs> said they don't like coworkers talking about politics. I never want to hear that. Uh, and even, ha- even like during the show? <laughs> and <laughs> and Awkward. <laughs> I've spent like half the day doing that. I feel so bad. And half say uh, too much gossip in the workplace. They don't like that. Uncomfortable when their col- uh, colleagues are gossiping. Because, mm, you know, the minute you step out of the room, it's about you, huh? Yep. Boy, here's a workplace complaint. 
folks who are uh, working at the King County Courthouse. Uh, it's a huge county facility in Seattle. It's become so dangerous around the courthouse. The the workers are afraid to show up for work. There are several stories of terrible uh, attacks and concussions and God knows what else. Jurors are afraid of reporting to jury duty and have said so because of Seattle's all-progressive policies on uh, bums and junkies and crazy people, the homeless, whatever you want to call them. Um, it's become so dangerous, it's affecting the government now. Wow. I want you to hear know, more about that. Well, That's interesting. Yeah, um, we could we could hit that. There, the the government is asking the police to patrol more because it's become so dangerous to just go to work. That's amazing. Also, don't cry too many tears for the CEO of McDonald's who got uh, fired for having a relationship with a uh, staff member. Not, not not too many tears. Oh boy, looks yeah. like he's going to be okay. Uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, it was just announced, first live hearings of the impeachment inquiry begin next Wednesday, week from today. Televised. Um, televised, yeah. Mm. Public, public hearings. Did I say that? Public, yeah, that's the whole point. The exciting yeah. part is that it's the first time you'll be able to watch them, listen to them, whatever. Let's we'll do exci- it live! That's exciting. Most people already believe that Trump tried to pull off some sort of... This for that to get dirt on an opponent. So most people already believe that. I guess you're just trying to get even more people to believe that or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Trying to move the needle on uh, the public polling. That po- Everybody already knows what happened, and it's fine. That poor, it's not fine. <laughs> that poor CEO of McDonald's, who all he did was he fell in love. He fell in love with a co-worker. Happened to be beneath him in power because he's the top right. so anybody he works with is beneath it you fall in love and this is you get fired for being in a relationship with a co-worker guilty of love tonight on the hallmark channel and on his way out the door he will get a 70 million dollar payout <laughs> 70 million dollars i'm thinking he'll be okay and he'll be even more attractive to more women so well, doodle do. <laughs> And buy a lot of fries with that. How do you how do you respond to that? I don't know. I, I can't. There are no words that I know in any well, language. How is that a to de- respond to? How that? is that a deterrent? It's like the thing with uh, NBA players. You know, you you dropped an f bomb, so they right. fine you five thousand dollars. I make thirty million dollars a year. Right. That's like finding me a dollar bill. This is the opposite. We're going right. to give you money. Right. You did something that's against the rules. Now right. we're going to give you money. Huh? Not only. Hey, hey, did I see you dating? Linda in accounting. Yeah, we kind of were it. in love. Here's a check for $70 million. Now get. What kind of a deterrent is that? It's astonishing. It is. And it started the whole question about CEO pay and all that, which I still don't get. Yeah. I, I just find it impossible to believe that there's not another person that could run McDonald's well for a lot less money. I promise you I will do 60% of what he did for 50% of the cost. Wow. That's a bargain. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just insane. Part of it with that one was that uh, he had all sorts of incentives coming, and if they fired him for cause, 
He'd say, whoa, no, 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 we're fighting over this, and it would cost McDonald's zillions of dollars, so they just give them the money and wipe their hands. $70 million on the way out the door. For breaking the rules. For doing something everybody has decided in the Me Too area is abhorrent. Oh, hard CEO, and how quick can I get up to speed? Is there like a... uh, they're like a Rosetta Stone tape series I can listen to and become a CEO. I can promise you I'm not going to date anybody above me, beneath me, or beside me. I'm married. Even I'll if run it your would pay, hamburger even, chain. Even if it would pay $70 million? Yeah, well, wait a minute. I'm not that into yeah, her, but yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll give it a whirl for a weekend. If it's, yeah. Hey, hey, look, honey, I, I, I love you. I don't love her, but I'm going to sleep with her, and it's worth $70 bucks to us, all right? I have to hit my wife with that. Uh, so this story, is, it's, it's just so troubling it's from uh, Como News in Seattle. It opens with this this poor woman. Her name is Kara, um, and she's uh, there's videotape of this. She's assaulted brutally by a junkie or crazy person uh, right outside her workplace, which is the um, King County Courthouse. Um, and the story goes on to say county employees and jurors are being assaulted. Uh, you got people drinking and abusing drugs, uh, crazy people screaming, the rest of it. People feel no longer no longer feel safe walking in and out. They begged the cops to ramp up patrols, but Como did a stakeout and found out that they really haven't. Um, the cops are saying we just don't have the people. It, it's just yet another example of you know one of the great Armstrong and Getty abiding principles: compassion with no order is chaos and horror. Order with no compassion becomes fascism and oppression. These cities, San Francisco, I'm looking at you, and Seattle and Portland, you know, Austin, Texas to some extent, um, that are trying all compassion, no order, no discipline, good, honest people, jurors, court workers, county employees are getting brutalized because of your compassion. It's really, it's, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, and we got this text from somebody in the Seattle area saying, um, yeah, it's, it's brutal downtown, but the courthouse asking for police protection, what about all these businesses who can't get police protection? We have the same problem. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's you need you need people to go into the courthouse to do all the stuff that happens in courthouses, but how right. about your customers coming into your store? Right. This uh, woman who leads off the article, Kara, says it's almost like we're perpetuating this, uh, perpetuating this like rape culture, where it's constantly don't do this, don't do that, keep yourself safe this way oh, and yeah, that way. Absolutely. But what? But what about stopping their actions? Absolutely, that's the way it is where a lot of us live now. Right. Well, don't go, don't go on those bike paths at night. Right. Why don't take I, your kids to the park. Why am I adjusting my life for them? Right. That's weird. You're the person who needs to do something different. Honest taxpaying citizen that is compassion without order and it's 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 its own sort of stupidity anyway um some democrats are starting to see elizabeth warren as a disingenuous bernie sanders which could be a problem for her uh whether that will show in the polls at some point i don't know i think that's a pretty good Description, maybe. She yeah, adopted his policies, and they use this uh, as an example. Bernie Sanders' response to questions about um, his Medicare for All plan. He started this. She adopted it or appropriated it. He wrote one. the damn bill. Um, he says, yes, your taxes will go up. No, you won't keep the insurance you like. But people will pay less overall, and you'll like what we build. She says, 
you'll get to keep your insurance if you want, or your taxes won't go up, or all these things that are clearly lies. Or just won't answer it. Or just won't answer the question. Right. Does a verbal do see do Uh-huh. And that's start, starting to rub some people in the uh, in the important circles in the Democratic Party the wrong way. When's the debate? The 20th? Yeah. I mean, I can yeah. wait. There's no hurry. No. No, 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 no. But finally, finally, I think there could be some interesting dynamics at play. Well, I think... In short, Jack, I think something might happen. How strongly will Bernie take her on, let alone Biden? Unless you're, you're, your whole, uh, hey, Liz, your whole pie in the sky, nobody who's looked at it on either side of politics thinks it works. Right. Plan. I could definitely see, because ain't nobody... Those gonna... are Republican talking points. Oh, that's such a weak response. Surely somebody will come up with a line for that. Well, it's just the fact. A fact is a fact. It's a fact. Right. Your math doesn't work. You can call the sunrise will happen tomorrow a Republican talking point, but the sun will rise tomorrow. There's no way an 80-year-old Soviet uh, socialist gets elected. So everybody's going to come at uh, old Liz. They're probably going to leave some serious damage. But old Joe Biden's probably going to come off as old and rambly again. He'll tell a, a story about corn pop or record Venezuela players. and record players. <laughs> and or corn pop was a bad dude. And, and his uh, fundraising will dry up even further. And that's how you end up what we were talking about uh, with what we were talking about earlier, the Mayor Pete Amy Klobuchar ticket. Which, if I was Trump, I'd be more worried about that than, than that Bernie could, or Liz. That could win. Yeah. Absolutely good. But it will have to overcome every impulse of the Democratic Party to happen. Uh, but that's populist politics. We will see, and we will see, and we won't talk about it until we see. Um, Walmart has just uh, kicked off their home grocery delivery thing to compete with Amazon. Hmm. 1,400 stores, same-day delivery for groceries. You shop online and deliver it to your house. So I'll be looking into that because we do it with Amazon. Yeah. I like the competition as prices will go down and all that sort of stuff. 